What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Picks Against the Spread. My name is Corey McAndrew, your host. I'm here with my co-host, my friends, Charles Giacometti, Nico DeLuca. Week five coming at you again. The last two weeks, we've had some phenomenal guests on. Ted Brooks from the Sports Profits, our very own sponsor of the show. The guy is 2-0. I mean, he just simply has not missed so far. Last week was by far the best week I have had since probably week 12 of 2021. I mean, we we were all together. We saw what happened. Not to spoil anything, but I feel like everybody's going to say the same thing. Jock, I know what happened to you. I lost one fucking bet all weekend. Cardinals, my lock. We're going to go over the locks later, but I'm now three and one. My bet of the fucking year, I hammered it. I had more money on this game than I've had on a single game in my entire life. I was nervous for a little, and then I remembered what I said. I'm not scared of anybody, and fuck the Panthers. Matt Rule should have been fired before he even touched the locker room. I feel phenomenal. I'm ready to go, ready to make some more money week five, although the slate, definitely not our favorite, a little sketchy. We still have some phenomenal players for you guys. Jockey, I know you fucking killed it, so run me through it. Yeah, so uh, I'll start on Saturday night. We had uh, our guest on, our sponsor, as Corey said, Ted Brooks, who talked about UCLA Washington he was all over UCLA we talked about high flying offense uh he got both of them right the UCLA and the over tailed him on that was a winner uh had a little two leg teaser with the Vikings and the under in the Jags Eagles game that smacked uh Corey your lock Cardinals that smacked Indy plus eight live that smacked Bills plus three and a half live that smacked Giants minus three live, that smacked. Double down on the Cardinals when they were down early, that smacked again. Lenny Fournette touchdown score, that smacked. Debo Samuel on Monday night, anytime touchdown score, that smacked. I mean, I had a hell of a week. I I mean, I doubled my bankroll. I'm feeling good. Uh, My lock hit. I'm not sure how, but it hit. (laughs) I'm feeling good. I got more money in the bank and more money to bet this week. Yeah, as we said, Jock, we we were actually in, in your new house. Uh, so, again, congrats on that. Nico, I was sitting next to you. You were hitting your bets, but you were not feeling too hot. It looked like you had a uh, a pretty fun Saturday night out. But, I mean, you got to be feeling good after the bets you hit Sunday, too. Yeah, I mean, we were watching it. We were watching the Chargers game for the most part of that day. And it was probably – I mean, this was probably, like, my least favorite lock this year so far. And it, it proved to be like that. I mean, I had minus six and a half. Chargers scored with, like – two and a half minutes left and that saved my ass. But then, like I said, pod, last week's podcast Cardinals, I was all over with Corey and I think I quadrupled my bankroll from last week. So huge week for me. Awesome. All right. So you guys know the drill by now, the past two weeks, we've brought on some guests. We have two more this week. We've got one of our buddies, Rudy, who I'll introduce you to later. And then Ted again, So we have a couple games to go over this week before we go over our locks. So we're going to do a couple games we like, we want to talk about. Then we'll bring on our first guest. We'll do our locks. Then, as you know, Ted, the the heavy hitter, has got to go last to keep you guys here. So uh, without further ado, our first game this week, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders. This is nobody's lock, but it was going to be Nico's. It was going to be mine. Right now we have Tennessee minus two and a half. Over-unders at 43. Nico, I'm actually just going to let you run through this one because I'm going to have a lot to say, but I think I'm going to condense it. So go ahead. After week one versus the Giants and after week two versus the Bills, I thought the Titans were going to have rude awakening. They won the last two games, and I think they're only going up from here. Washington is very bad. 
Titans held Jonathan Taylor to under 50 yards, was it, Corey? Yeah, I think he had 48. He had, he, I think he had 23 rushes for like 47 yards. Correct. And if Washington cannot establish that run game, they're in for a rude awakening because the Titans own Carson Wentz. As from last year, Tennessee was 2-0 against them. He had four touchdowns, five touchdowns, three interceptions versus in two games. I mean, Derrick Henry looks awesome. These past two weeks, he he turned up from a different type I've never seen before. And, I mean, the passing game's not there yet, but Tannehill really look, is getting more comfortable with Robert Woods, which is huge. The one downslope to this, though, is Traylon Burks is out for a few weeks with turf toe. But, I mean, Zach, Cunningham, so Zach Cunningham's going to be back this week, and our defense is getting better and better each week. I think Titans minus two and a half here is was going to be my lock, but I hate putting Titans as my lock. So this is going to be a group play if everyone else likes it. I know me and Corey love that we're going to talk to Jock later on, but, I mean, I love this play. So Titans minus two and a half for sure. Corey, are you driving the bus? I'm driving the bus here. If you guys look at the action, it's already in right now. Titans one and a half units minus two and a half. I mean, this one, honest to God, I have more money on this than I do my lock. It was originally going to be my lock, but – I had to switch it up. You'll hear about my lock later, but I absolutely love this play. Um, the only thing that scares me, and it shouldn't scare me that much, is that Titans don't score late in the game. Uh, we saw that at Indy. We, we've seen it week three, week two, week one even. Uh, but at this point, I feel like, the, as Nico said, the Titans own Carson Wentz. I mean, and he has not been playing well. Washington is calling for his head. I watched the Pat McAfee show yesterday. And these people were tweeting at him saying, your take was so wrong. He was giving Carson Wentz too much credit. So no one is happy in Washington right now. Uh, It's going to be a rough day for the commanders, even if they're home. And I just foresee this game being an absolute fucking wipeout. Titans win. They're in every single one of my money line parlays. Titans two and a half. Gotta be, gotta be one of my favorite plays in the week. Nico said group play. It's an action network. If you don't tail here, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm with you. I'm in the bus. I'm strapped in. Just don't drive it off the bridge. No, no. We're, we're fucking lead foot. Pedal to the fucking metal. No turning back. I feel just as good about, okay, almost as good about this one as I did in Arizona last week. So th- th- I'm really looking forward to this one. I feel like it's going to be a huge money-making game for us uh, without a doubt. Fuck this game. Next up, we got Cincinnati at Baltimore. Right now, Cincinnati's plus three. Over-under is set at 48 and a half. After a rough outing last week, Baltimore is going to look to get back on the board. I'm not really a big believer here, guys. I think the Bengals could easily win this football game. I think shit is going down in Baltimore that we don't really know and that we don't see. Uh, We saw at the end of the game last week, Marlon Humphrey got into it with Harbaugh, screaming at him. I mean, they were up 20-3 to against the Bills. There's no excuse. That's right, Marcus Peters. Thank you, Nico. There's no excuse to not win that football game. The guys from work were texting me, asking me if I want to be a Ravens fan yet because I saw the Colts score. And all I could say is karma is a bitch, and she's ruthless. And I just think the Bengals could win this game. Bengals are getting hot after a nice win in Miami, although Tua went out. Thankfully, he's okay. Obviously, we're going to miss him week five, but I think Bengals could very easily win this football game. Yeah, um, well, I feel like the, the Ravens and Titans really have a similar stretch. I mean, they, they play really bad in the second half, but the two the two differences are that the Ravens aren't closing out games and the Titans are. I mean, the Ravens blew they, they blew a 20-3 lead against the Bills, and then versus Miami, they blew a 21 lead in the, in the fourth quarter. I mean, if this, if this if this game's going to be close, which I'm guessing it's going to be, 
I'm guessing that the Bengals are going to win this game outright. It, for me, it comes down to keeping Joe Burrow upright. If, if the Bengals could find a way to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quick, Bengals have a chance to win this game. I know the Ravens' secondary is, is pretty good on paper. No, what? Jockey, they're, they're, they, have, they have given up the most amount of passing yards so far this season. Yeah, they're pretty good on paper. Like, their roster looks good. Yeah, they, they, their, they're, second, they're, their they secondary names. looks awesome. They on got paper, names. I agree. Yeah. They, have, they have really big names. Marcus Peters, Humphrey. That rookie from Marcus Williams. Yeah, Yeah, they have the potential. They have the potential to be a very good secondary, but it's just not working right now. So if if you could keep Joe Burrow accurate, uh, upright, excuse me, you you should be fine. They should have no problem in this game. Lamar is going to be Lamar. He's special. It is what it is. You got a game plan around him. But this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one to watch. I know that it's got a high total right now. Probably not something to touch. But if you're looking for value, and as as you said, Corey, and could be a broken locker room, take your shot on it. You know, take your shot with the Bengals. There was a reason they were in the Super Bowl last year because they won games like this. Uh, this is a big time game for them. This is a big time game for both teams. Yeah. I mean this this could this could possibly set the division. Who wins the division? They could, I mean, they're both what two and two right now. Correct. They're both leading. They're, I mean, they're both tied yeah. to lead the division. I mean this this could this this is a huge game for both teams. I agree. But, I mean, I think the Ravens' lack of pass rush is going to buy Joe Burrow more time, and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna throw all of them, to be honest with you. That's why the Ravens' secondary does not look good, because the Ravens cannot get to any quarterback, and they're and they, the Ravens play heavy man, and they're covering for a very long time. So the lack of pass rush, Burrow's going to eat them up. Yeah, we had a guest on last week. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember Gino. And one thing that he talked about was value. And this is one of those spots right now, Cincinnati's plus plus one fifty on the money line. So, I mean, yeah, if Lamar's going to do Lamar things, John Harbaugh could fix that fucking locker room with the snap of his fingers, potentially, but there's too much value on the Bengals here getting hot, playing well. T Higgins looked fucking phenomenal last week against the, against Miami. There's just too much going on here for me to not sprinkle Bengals money line. It's just that simple for me, in all honesty. Just that simple. All right, guys. So for our first guest this week, we have our buddy Rudy. Uh, he has Rudy G. Betts podcast. He has uh, Rudy G. Betts inside the lines, inside the minds. He brings on uh, some some professional betters. They, it, it's pretty cool episodes. The man, I like to think, isn't that good at NFL, but NHL last year, I think he was plus 185 or something. You could check out his Action Network. Some great plays. Uh, he's a hockey fan. I'm a hockey fan, so we like to bullshit about that. Planning on having him back and our other buddy Mike Farrell in a couple weeks to maybe go over the UFC card a little bit. I think he was up almost 100 units in that too, Rudy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, pleasure to have you, pal. You know we've we've been kind of going back and forth for for a little while now, so it's it's good to get together and and get some bets rolling. Yeah, thanks guys for having me on. I uh, definitely appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully I can give you guys some winners. Of course. All right. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it here. Your lock of the week. We have Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Right now, Miami's minus three, over under set at 44, 44 and a half, 43 and a half in FanDuel. So Rudy, give us your rundown. What do you got? All right. So for my pick of the week, lock of the week, however you guys want to say it, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins minus three against the New York Jets. So the look-ahead line was minus six here in this spot. And then Tua gets injured. The Jets beat the Steelers. 
Now it's minus three. So basically I think we're getting a lot of line value here with the Miami Dolphins. And like, I'm sorry, but in what world are the Pittsburgh Steelers any good to like the Jets beating them? And maybe this is a hot take. I don't think it is at all. But Teddy Bridgewater is really not that much worse than Tua. Um, If you look at the stats from last week against the Bengals, Tua only had a 54 passer rating and Teddy Bridgewater was up near 90. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater played better than Tua. I don't think that's really much of an argument there last week. Teddy Bridgewater in his career covers the spread on the road. He's 24 and 6. And believe me, I'm not here advocating for Teddy Bridgewater as a Panthers fan. He's terrible, but... He's undervalued in the markets, clearly, because if you're hitting at an 80% clip, clearly the books are not adjusted to Teddy Bridgewater well. But the Jets, I mean, they're just terrible. They beat the Steelers. I don't think that was really a surprise. I know they were dogs. But who do the Jets have on defense that's going to give Teddy Bridgewater trouble, give Waddle trouble, give Tyreek Hill trouble? I think the Dolphins absolutely blow them out of the water. To me, this is a crazy overreaction. I don't think it's warranted at all. Yeah, I mean, I I love. I mean, the Jets beat the Browns in the last few seconds, right? Yeah, and then the Jets beat the putrid Steelers without their best player, TJ Watt. And you're right, dude. Teddy Bridgewater is not that much worse than Tua, and I feel like they should have beat, came close to being the Bengals. But McDaniel, I feel like he didn't really trust Teddy last week. They were running the ball first. You could tell what they were going to do. They ran the ball first, second down. And then Teddy passed the ball. I mean, it was over and over. I think they're gonna have a lot better game plan. And he's gonna get he's gonna get situated versus the Jets. And I I agree. I think it's a complete blowout. So I love this play. I have Miami putting up a lot of points here, Rudy. I like this. I wouldn't say Teddy's that much worse than Tua, but I would definitely put them in in separate brackets. Um, I think I think Teddy. We had a guest on last week said the same thing. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the most serviceable backups in the league. I thought he played well when he came in against the Bengals. And I don't think, like you said, the Jets are going to have anybody to stop those deep bombs of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think they're probably two of the better, I mean, one of the best receiving cores in the league. Uh, I just don't foresee the Jets stopping these guys at all, regardless of who's throwing them the ball. Tyreek had a, an interview today I saw. The reporter asked him if the quarterback's going to matter. And he said, man, you could throw me the ball and I'd still put up numbers. I just. I like this play a lot. Ironically, I know we, we always butt heads. So this kind of hurts my soul a little bit uh, to agree with you. One thing I want to add, you brought up the Panthers. You're a Panthers fan. You know, yeah. my mantra on this show, I have to give you shit for it. Fuck the Panthers, man. Come on. My bet of the week, my bet of the year last year, last week was Cardinals. I had more money on that than I ever had on a single bet in my life. So that was. Yeah, I, I certainly can't follow you at this point. Yeah. It's just. Rip the bandaid off, fire the fat <laughs> gerbil that I call him, Matt Rule, that gerbil-looking bastard, and uh, get Baker out of there, and hopefully we get C.J. Stroud next year. So, fuck the Panthers. Mostly fuck Matt Rule, but, yep, they suck. One more, so one more, it is one more, it is. One more thing about this game, um, which actually makes, makes me like the Dolphins more, is, I mean, they, play on th- they played on Thursday. Like we said two weeks last week, that the Dolphins played a lot of snaps against the Bills. Their defense looked kind of raggedy against the Bengals. I mean, they had about 10 days off now. I mean, their defense could be high-flying again. So, I mean, that makes me like the Dolphins probably a lot more than I did before. Yeah, I think that's also good for Teddy because he's not just thrown in mid-game. He's going to have an easy day. The Jets don't have a pass rush. I mean, I know Sauce Gardner's having a nice start, but going up against Waddle and Hill, that's just 
that's brutal. But. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Rudy. So your second part, your your second second bet of the week this week, we have another college play. So as you guys know, Ted Brooks, our sponsor of the show from Sports Profit. I don't know how many times I could fit that in in one show, but I'm going to say it again. He's going to be on at the end giving us another college play. He's 2-0, but Rudy, Rudy feels really confident in this. I've seen his action. He hits college. He's he's on a hot streak in college. So um, this game, two shitty teams uh, that I think you can make some money on. So we have Ball State at Central Michigan. Right now, Central Michigan's minus 7.5. Line opened up at minus 9. So, Rudy, tell us what you got here. All right, guys. Well, like Corey said, this is kind of a shit ball. Um, both teams are terrible, but there is money to be made on this game. Um, I've been doing pretty well with these shit ball games in college last last uh, or sorry this season. I should say last week I bet an FCS school Incarnate Word minus twenty two and they covered. So a lot of people want to bet the ranked matchups, the big TV games, and that's fine, all well and good. But those are the lines that Vegas really focuses on. Sometimes there's a lot of value in these shit ball games. I'm going with Central Michigan minus seven and a half here at home against Ball State. If you look at it, you see Central Michigan has one win. Not too good. But when you see who Central Michigan has played, they've played Penn State. They've played Oklahoma State. Ball State has played absolutely no one so far. So you might ask, why is a one-win team laying seven and a half points? It's very well warranted, and I'll get into why. So like I said, Central Michigan, only one win, but they've played two quality opponents. Ball State has played absolutely no one. Pair that with last week, Ball State was down 21 to nothing to Northern Illinois, came all the way back and won in a double overtime thriller. So this, in my opinion, screams flat spot for a team like Ball State, who's not used to winning, not used to success. They had a big, miraculous comeback from the depths of hell to win the game. And I just think the line screams you got to take Michigan State here. They were on the wrong side of a 7-1 to turnover ratio last year. Anyone that watches even a second of football knows that's a complete abnormality, and I think that's where you could take advantage here. They're not going to turn the ball over seven times. Ball State's defense is absolutely awful. They've allowed 34 points or more in every game. This is a perfect get-right spot for Central Michigan at home playing an inferior opponent, not playing Penn State, not playing Oklahoma State. I think Central Michigan absolutely murders ball state i don't even think we're gonna sweat this one for a second central michigan minus seven and a half lay it i don't even uh want to say anything here i think that was a phenomenal breakdown i'm gonna tell you uh you sold me on it basically based on the opponents there and and quality of of schedule and uh, i i really like this play like i said i've been looking at your action and uh, and you've been smoking it in in college football ncaa so i think i'm gonna tell you here blind tail uh, you'll hear later on, I'm doing it with Ted too. So I got both my college bets are blind tails this week, but, uh, I, I really like this play and, and, and I trust you here. I like this a lot. I mean, Central Michigan only lost to an undefeated number seven Oklahoma state team by 14, the first game of the season. And they put a hell of a fight up versus Penn state. I mean, I watched the whole game. They put, I mean, they put a great fight up for being a lower level D- division one school. I mean, seven and a half versus a ball state team. I mean, I love it too. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you in this one too. All right, guys. Yeah, let's hope I uh, could deliver on the picks of the week. But, yeah, I feel really good about these two. So hopefully everyone listening, we we can make a little money here. Rudy, one thing you did mention, uh, we're both big hockey fans. You kind of slipped in a a little surprise play for me here, and I don't want you to forget it. So why don't you – we're not even going to discuss it. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say it right now. I love it. I think it's a great – a very smart play. 
So uh, give, give our viewers, give our, our viewers the value play here. All right, guys. So for a little hockey action, you know, we're getting right close to the start of the season here. And I'm going to focus on a team total in the Atlantic division. And I'm going with the Boston Bruins under 95 and a half points. So last year they had 107 points. So you see that you might think, man, you know, that seems awfully low. But then you start looking into it more. I just think it's going to be a huge public side to take the over on that. But that's not why. So the Bruins, longtime coach Bruce Cassidy, they fired supposedly, you know, the message was was running a little uh, stale in the locker room there. Um, but then the weirdest thing is an original six team, a Bruins team that's been known for their consistency over the past 20 years or so, a stable coach like Bruce Cassidy, and they go out and hire Jim Montgomery. And um, I'm not sure if you guys remember him, but he was just fired from Dallas two, I think it was two seasons ago um, for substance and alcohol abuse. I was just refreshing myself on an article before I came on here. Some of the quotes were just like awful, like uh, habits damning to himself and stuff like that. It was just really strange hire for uh, a very consistent and steady original six organization. Not only that, three, or I'm sorry, three of their best players are going to be gone till Thanksgiving or December. Charlie McAvoy is definitely their best defenseman by a mile. Then Mac Grizzlick, another veteran defenseman. And then Brad Marchand coming off a double hip surgery at age 34 or 35, he might be. The Bruins, I'm just not in love with this team. And everyone in the Eastern Conference, for the most part, got better, and especially in the Atlantic Division. So I think this is the first of several years the Bruins start to fall to the back of the pack, so to speak, and go through a little bit of a uh, rebuilding phase like what my Rangers did um, a couple years back. They were in the playoffs every year. They just couldn't get over the hump. And uh, I think it's time to start fading the old Bruins. So give me the under 95 and a half total points for the year on the Boston Bruins. Awesome. You know, I love that. We already talked about that. So uh, you got anything else before we kick you off? Yeah, just, uh, you know, check out the Rudy G bets podcast series. If you go to Apple or Spotify, you could find those out. We do shows every Wednesday. We talk college, NFL, UFC, hockey, um, some basketball here and there. So boxing, even from time to time for the big fights, I like to give out picks. So, um, you know, check it out. Uh, I'll have a show out tomorrow. Didn't have one last week. Just got back from California. So um, we're going to get things back up and running last week, but seem to be in good form lately. So yeah, I'm sure Corey will have my links or Twitter and you guys could uh, check me out there. Thank you for coming on again. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'll make sure all your links will be below. Uh, Rudy, thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it. It was a great time. See ya. Take care. Now it is time for our locks of the week. So for our first lock this week, I kind of feel a little shitty because Jock last year was our Thursday night specialist. We had a guest on last week who picked the Thursday night game. Now Nico's got the Thursday night game for his lock right now. Indianapolis at Denver. Denver's minus three and a half in DraftKings, minus three all across the board on other books. Over-unders at 43, 42 and a half. Nico, what do you got? I cannot believe I'm doing this balance with you after... Titans beat them last week after how bad they started. 
I cannot believe I'm taking Colts plus three. I got my plus three and a half. I love the hook there too. So, listen, the Colts face some very brutal front sevens with Jonathan Taylor running the ball. The Jags have an underrated front seven. The Chiefs have a very underrated front seven. And the Titans have a very good front seven too. Jonathan Taylor's been struggling recently. We all know that. I think they're, they're going to be fine here. Listen, I hate this Hackett coach. I mean, we, we all talk about it in our chats. I think he's brutal. He, he, he's not a good coach at all. And I just don't think the Broncos are a very good team. Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory went down, which is huge for the Colts' run game. And then Javante Williams tore his ACL. So he's out. And Melvin, Melvin Gordon's a fumble machine. I mean, plus three and a half here on Thursday night. Colts need to get back on track. I love it. And I cannot believe I'm, I'm getting the, the Colts and the Titans this week. But I got to. I love the Colts plus three and a half here. I think I saw Vic Fangio getting off the President Biden expressway. <laughs> he He's looking for a job. Um, no, and you forgot to mention Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray is going to be the feature back in Denver. He was without a job. He was with New Orleans for a week. Scored a touchdown, looked pretty fresh, but I don't think he's going to be the factor that, that leads him to victory here. Uh, I think the Colts are the better team. And if you're a Broncos fan, you have to be starting to think, did we get desperate? Did we sell the franchise to Russell Wilson? as as a desperate ownership and fan group uh, because it's not, it's not looking pretty good. It's not looking good at all. Uh, Geno Smith's got better numbers than Russell Wilson and the Seahawks look better than most expected, I should say. And the Broncos, not so much. So uh, Hackett might, that might've been a swing and a miss. Russell Wilson might've been a swing and a miss. The whole receiving core might've been a swing and a miss might be strike three for the Broncos here. And, and I like to pick as well, especially getting points kind of seems fishy to me because it looks so good, but I'm with you here. We're going to ride with it and, and see what Broncos country wants to ride out of town. Yeah. So you guys know that I do not bet the Colts unless I think they're going to win uh, or cover. And the only time this season I've bet the Colts have been against the chiefs. So I, I've got a good feeling so far for my boys. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, although figuratively, I guess I was over the Titans. I definitely wasn't on the Colts. Uh, Titans were the value play there all day. And I feel like it's similar here. Uh, the rookies are really stepping into their own in Indianapolis. Alec Pierce is, is looking phenomenal. Uh, Jelani Woods, the tight end, he's getting fucking passes thrown to him. Denver is Trash. I'm just going to say it. I think Denver's horrible. I hate Nathaniel Hackett. I hate how he, he coaches. I think the worst thing that he did, and it's already set the precedent for this season, was on Thursday Night Football, he did not let Russell in Seattle go for it on fourth and five, and they kicked from the 65 with a minute left. And I think that has set the precedent so far for every single game, and I do not think that's an overreaction. I have Colts plus three and a half here. I have Colts money line, and I have Colts Minus two and a half. Uh, I feel like this is a game that the Colts go out and win. Uh, it's going to be ugly. So don't don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be an ugly game until the fourth quarter. And Matt Ryan's going to do his thing where he's, what, third or fourth in, in uh, game-winning drives in, in under two minutes. In an insane number like that. It's going to be a shitty game to watch. It's going to be a scary game to bet on, especially on a Thursday night. I just think the Colts win this football game. I, I felt it against Kansas City. I feel it here. Uh, I like this play a lot, Nico. I'm going to tell you. Good pick. All right, Jock, you're up next. I don't really know how to say this. You have two locks this week. One I really like, 
and one is I think is probably the most idiotic lock we've ever had on the show, but we could talk about that later. So your first one up here in a surprise that I didn't see coming. We have Philly at Arizona right now. Philly's minus five and a half over under set at 49. Jockey, give us your part one lock of the week. Well, part one of this, this is going to be uh, Cardinals plus five and a half. My reasoning behind it is Eagles are a very good team. And I I'm on the podcast saying that, you know, it's starting to shape up like 2017 and it, it is looking like a Super Bowl roster coming together in Philadelphia, but nobody's perfect. You can't have a perfect season. Well, I guess one team could and win a Super Bowl, but <laughs> I think if there's there's one room for one spot, I should say, for a loss, it's on the road against Arizona. I mean, the team's okay. I mean, the Cardinals are okay, but if there's time for a letdown, the Eagles are there. Feels like they're at their ceiling right now, and they need to be brought down to earth a little bit. It's a it's kind of a letdown game. Cardinals at home, uh, bring like I said, bring the Eagles back down to earth. Cardinals money line here has some value. But Cardinals plus five is just too good for me not to take. I usually don't agree with you with your locks, but I mean this one, I'm I'm taking <laughs> Cardinals money line here. They 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 are a very bad first half team. They I think they averaged like what ten points a game in the first half. I don't no, even probably think it's less than that. that. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's like ten uh, points in the yeah. first half. They're they're a good team. I mean they're a decent team, and they if they win this game and they get D Hop back by week six, I mean all of the NFC West is two and two right now. I mean, this would be a really, really big win at home versus a very good team. And they're going to get talked about again once they win this game. So, I mean, I, I love the Cardinals money on here. Uh, I was talking to our friend, Minnie, Minnie Anderson, Michael Anderson, Jason's little brother. And one thing, this man is on a heater. I, I think you guys should go check out his action network. I think he's up like 32 units the past two weeks. He's hit first touchdown scores both weeks. I mean, this man is just on a fucking heater. And one play, we talked about all our locks. One play that he really liked was Cardinals plus five and a half and a sprinkle on the money line. I was all over it, Jock. I really like this play too. As Nico said, we felt the letdown of the Dolphins in Cincinnati. We felt that letdown coming. We feel the letdown coming here. This offense has produced too highly too consistently for too long. There has to be a spot where it it decreases. Is it going to be this game? Potentially. J.J. Watt looked phenomenal last week. Almost single-handedly made me my money with the swats, back-to-back swats on fourth down. This man is playing almost, uh, I'm not even going to say that. He's playing very good football. Uh, he, I was came say the, he came back yeah. from the dead Wednesday. Yeah, I, I was going to say something came back silly. From the yeah, so. dead. But I, I just, this is a great pick, Jock. Um, it's a sneaky pick. It's a pick that I feel like not a lot of people are going to look at because it is a weird number, five and a half. Uh, but I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you here. What I'm not going to fucking tell you on is this next pick. Your part two lock of the week. I don't even know if I could get it out of my fucking mouth. Kind of in a second part to our guest Rudy's lock of the week. We have uh, Miami at New York Jets. Right now, Miami's minus three. Over-unders at 44. I feel like I shouldn't even let you talk about this, but go ahead, buddy. Yeah, this was an interesting pick for me because it's almost like I played the game in my head already. It's like I played a simulated game. Um, Usually when I do that, I usually end up drinking and it doesn't turn out well. But this one I feel good about. I got it at 44 and a half, but I feel like with Tua out and Zach Wilson, you have two STDs going at it and that's not good two bad offenses and a good defense with Miami 
who could shut down Zach Wilson uh, and just no points being scored. I could see this being like a 2017 game. It's just going to go way under the total. Um, you have to trust me on this one. I know you guys hate unders and you won't trust me on this one and you probably will scream at me soon, but I'm telling you, this is, this is going to be a lock. You'll look back on Sunday at four o'clock and you'll say, wow, Buck, we should have listened to Jock about that under when it's three, nothing at halftime. I don't, dude. I mean, I mean, Corey looked at each other. Like yeah. we, we looked at each other for like five seconds of like, we didn't know what to say. I mean, I don't bet unders are even, I just don't. And I just don't like this one either at all. Go, Corey, go Dude, this has got to be, I mean, my least favorite play that has come out of your mouth. You've had some terrible fucking plays. You've had some long shots that I've absolutely hated. This is by far okay, if the, it the hits, worst play. If it hits, then what? If it I'll, hits, I'll take what? a punishment. You know how you got your foot ran okay. over? I'll take a punishment from the boys. If this hits, I'll take a punishment. But if it doesn't, I want you to take a punishment too. Now we're talking. See? Yeah, come See? on. Bad, bad place. Come on. No, no, back it up. Back it up, Jockey. Back it up. Yo, you know what's going to hit, so go ahead. Yeah, come on, Jockey. No, no, I don't need to. All right, you know what? Fine. I'm so confident this isn't going to hit. I'll, I'll do it myself. I don't even need anything from you. This is, dude, this is, I absolutely hate this play. I think Teddy looked good. Teddy looked decent. Uh, decent enough with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to put up points, at least 21. Zach Wilson didn't look too shitty either. He looked pretty good against, honestly, a solid Steelers defense. Um, I just hate this play. We are on tape multiple but did times you hear saying what you we said. don't bet the too unders. Shitty. He didn't look too shitty. Yeah, just just we, we don't bet unders here, okay? That that's another part of this. We're on tape multiple times. We got times. shafted on we got yeah, shafted by we under last week. Unders. Yeah, he said is, under last week. This Ooh. is just Jason, Jason had an under, Jason had had an under, under in the week. in the Detroit Seahawks. It doubled. Game. It doubled. <laughs> I, I hate this. Um I, I didn't tell. even you told him it was a stupid pick. I told Jason last week that I hated his pick. And I'm telling you this week, I hate your pick. Do the math. Uh I Jock, I didn't even you put this in right action network yet. But I'm always right. I'll put it in I'm ours. Right. I'll put it in mine. No, I, I'll put it in ours. I'll put it in ours. Dude, I just honestly, in my gut, uh, I feel sick. I, I feel like I have the flu. You know, you, you were hot last week, so maybe you're onto something. Hey, uh, don't take this personally. Maybe you're onto something here. Maybe you're on a heater. You had a great week last week. I feel like I just went to Golden Corral and all I ate was the prime rib that was sitting out for three days. You're better off going to the bank, taking out a loan, laying on fire than picking this play. That's how I see it. Listen, it's just a unit, boys. It's one unit. It's one unit. Well, dude, yeah, but, well, but it's it's one I'm unit up, that I'm I can up, take. I'm the up a lot of you're, you're donating to Vegas at this point. So here, here's my unit. Go take it. Do what you want with it. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to put a little money on the table. Let them know you're still sitting there. Listen, yeah. I, I, I'm sick of case. talking about this game. My lock's up next, Jack. You can let me hear it if you hate it. As I said, don't don't take that personally. You know that was just a, a gut feeling. Listen, I have a big gut. Okay, so I get a lot of gut feelings. This one, not a good one. Okay, uh, my lock's up next. I have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cleveland Browns right now. Chargers are minus three and all across the board. Uh, over under set at 47 and a half, 48. If you check the action, we got this at minus three, but in my books, we got it minus two and a half. So we'll play it at minus three. Uh, no sugar coating anything. Chargers minus three. I absolutely love it. I think they are going to trample the Browns here. Jacoby Brissett has not been playing again, kind of similar to Zach Wilson, not too shitty, but nothing too special. I think the Chargers, Nico, kind of going back to the well with you. Uh, last week, your, your pick, they scared me a little. 
I love the Chargers here. I think they win by a touchdown. Should be a 10-point game. Uh, should be should be a win for the Chargers easy. Not going to overthink it. Chargers minus three, lock of the week, week five, no doubt. Yeah, I, I like this play too. The only thing that scares me is the Chargers run defense versus the Browns rush offense. But, I mean, the Browns are very bad. I mean, they lost to the Falcons last week and then week one or two. I mean, they had a, a brutal performance against the Jets. But I feel like they play a little better against better teams. But, I mean, I do love – the Chargers minus three, this seems like a steal and too good to be true. But, I mean, I still love it. So, I'm going to go with you there. Yeah, I feel like Jacoby Brissett has kind of done a nice job to get uh, the baton the baton pass to Massage Watson. Um, it, it's close. You know, he's he's close to, to doing his job. Uh, he's been a great uh, filler in what they asked him to do, turn around and hand it off. But one number you said to me that popped out, Corey, the total again? It is, I want to say 47 and a half. Total is 47 and a half, 48 in Caesars. Okay, 48. Thank you. I'll take the under in that as well. I'll take the under as well. Uh, Browns, definitely, if they want a shot to win at this game, they need to take the air out of the football, win the line of scrimmage, keep the ball out of Herbert's hands. And those – Keenan Allen, is he going to play or not? Yeah, Nobody I knows. He, I think he he's going to play. I think that's why I'm so heavy on this one too. If Keenan Allen plays, that's huge. Yeah, if Keenan Allen plays, it changes everything. But I, I'm playing this as if Keenan Allen is not playing. Um, so I like the under without Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen plays, no play for me. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, you know the drill for our last guest this week. Once again, Ted Brooks from Sports Profits, our very own sponsor. Teddy two-time, 2-0, two the big uh, one on UCLA last week. Ted, welcome back. At this rate, I mean, we might just make it your show. Teddy two time and you're making me do the whole game breakdown two times because I already <laughs> did it for you guys once. Um, yeah, no, as we were saying before, um, UCLA did what they needed to do, which was run the ball, crazy yardage on the run game, and it got the job done. So, yeah, we're, we're happy. Hopefully we keep it going, doing another exclusive. So any of my guys from YouTube that are watching this, thank you guys for coming over and watching here or listening here to everyone else watching I love I love winning. I love beating the books, especially these new books. And I say it all the time: date run books. They're terrible. I mean, the line I get guys. I had a guy, uh, a client of mine, who's going to bet two thousand on the Falcons plus uh, plus three, and they limited him to five hundred. So he had a bet. This is how they made him do it. He had a bet five hundred plus three, five hundred plus three and a half. I didn't advise him to do this. He bet it all the way to plus four and a half at five hundred. So he had to break it down into four bets, but it was like minus 190 at that point. It wasn't worth it, but he did it anyway. He made the money, but yeah, these new books are really making it hard. So I'm hoping to see that they open things up a little bit and just let people kind of bet more freely. With that, Ted, I'm going to give you the breakdown here. Your pick this week, we have Nebraska at Rutgers. Right now, Nebraska's minus three. Line opened up at minus one and a half. Over-unders at 48 and a half. You know, you're on a hot streak. I don't even know your pick yet. I'm going to tell you again. Uh, I'm just going to get that out of the way. So go ahead. All right. I like it. I like the blind confidence. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, that what you just said, one and a half to three. And if you look everywhere you look, public money is sitting on Rutgers as the home dog. So that's a telltale sign. I would say maybe a little RLM alert, reverse line movement alert on this game right here for sure. That definitely caught the eye. 
and then just going into numbers, you know, like I was saying before, Scott Frost gone. Scott Frost's era in Nebraska was something to be forgotten after a great era at UCF, which I was a, a big fan of. I rode them. I rode their overs. They were hitting the team total over every year back when Scott Frost was there. And he comes to Nebraska and uh, doesn't do much. Uh, disappointed and they can him. And I'm thinking that Mickey Joseph here creates a little bit of a spark. I think a new coach creates a spark, even if it's not long-term, short-term. You should, they show that they covered the spread against Indiana last week. The week before that, they did not cover the spread, but it was against OU, uh, Oklahoma. So, you know, understandable there, even though Oklahoma didn't do too well last week. Um, Nebraska has some, some star power. I mean, they have Casey Thompson. He's averaging like 253, 260 a game. They're up there offensive yards per game. They're ranked 40, 41st in the nation. Their running back is really good. They put up a lot of rushing yards, 177 a game. Um, their main running back is averaging 130 a game, Anthony Grant. So good numbers there. Defensive numbers, not good. Defensive numbers, Nebraska is not getting it done. They're ranked 100th in yards, points. It's, it's not good stuff there. But I'll explain why I don't think it's going to matter because Rutgers – is ranked 184th in yards per game offensively. They don't really move the ball well. And another thing, going back to Nebraska, as far as time of possession, I think you're going to see in this game, Nebraska's ranked 22nd in the nation in third down conversion percentage. I think that translates to them being able to control the ball, and it translates to their defensive weaknesses not mattering as much because that offense is going to be able to convert third downs. So that's a big thing. Um, I mean, if you look at the the quarterback for Rutgers, he put up 73 yards against Ohio State. Now, granted, it's Ohio State. Just not good stuff there. They don't have good numbers um, offensively. But defensively, they actually do, and they have a really good running defense. So if Rutgers, and I don't think they're going to, to win this game, but if they are going to pull this off, it's going to be that running defense stepping up and getting the job done. Um, that's what I'm seeing. But overall, I think that Rutgers is on a little bit of a losing streak, a little bit of a downward trend, whereas I think Nebraska, even though they're one in seven against the spread in their last eight and just they haven't really covered many spreads under Scott Frost at all, they are seven and one. I'm sorry, uh, four and oh against Rutgers in the last few that they played them in. Rutgers is one in six in their last seven games at home against the spread. Rutgers does not play well against the spread at home. And Nebraska, while they're not winning at home, as dogs are favorites, they haven't been, but they are in this game, they're getting the spread covered at home. I mean, on the road, sorry. So, and, and let's look at Nebraska's worst loss of the season. They were big favorites against Georgia Southern. And Georgia Southern actually beat them outright. And if you look at that game, Georgia Southern has been covering spreads. I mean, if you go back to last year, it's either 7-1 and one or 8-1 and one in their last uh, eight or nine. So they're covering spreads. It's actually going to be a good game, Georgia Southern, Georgia State. I started to look at that for Saturday. But, yeah, I'm going with Nebraska. You know my theory. Take it from three to two and a half, back down to two and a half. They, they win by a field goal, you win, you win the money. And uh, that's what I'm going with, Nebraska minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had Nebraska when they, when they flew to Ireland week one. And Ooh. 
I don't I even want to talk about it. I almost had a stroke. I mean, it was like the first cultural game I was all excited. I, put like, I, I dropped like probably two units on it. And then I was like, all right, Scott Frost is gone. It's his new coach's first week. I saw like fifth, like plus 15 and a half Nebraska versus Oklahoma. I was like, oh, dude, I mean, they're already on my do not bet list. Let me try them one more time. Let's see how it works. They lost like 49-14. I was like, all right, now I'm done. But I mean, I gotta go with you, man. I mean, you're you're on a you're on a heater right now. I'm I'm gonna put all my marbles with you. I got like go I said. You. I mean, I was definitely bigger. My bets on the last two games were definitely bigger. I'll say yeah. that right now. Um, but I think because I'm trying to keep a trend going with you guys, where I drop the, the game for Friday, and this is a Friday game that I, that's out of all the Friday games, I see the most value with this one here. Yeah, Teddy, I gotta say, you know, I went with you on the on your first two. But I'm not going to be tailing you here. I like okay. Greg Schiano. I like Greg Schiano here. There, there's no, there's no uh, question what he's going to try to do. He's going to go out there and establish the offensive front. If he's going to win the line of scrimmage up front, he likes to run the ball. That's what he's done his whole career is just run the ball. And you know, one thing you brought up that kind of made the light go off in my head is time of possession. You know, Rutgers is going to establish the ground, and if Nebraska is going to hold on to it too. How many points will be scored? And it's looking like an under to me now. But if I get Rutgers at home as a dog, and, and in my head, looking at Rutgers' schedule, they play in a tough conference. They have you know, Michigan coming up, Penn State coming up at the end of the year. How do they get bowl eligible? They have two winnable games back-to-back. They have Nebraska, Indiana, probably lose at Minnesota, and then who knows, Michigan, Michigan State, who knows there. But – for, in order for Greg Schiano to get bowl eligible, I feel like he needs to win these next two games just to get Rutgers trending upwards. So I'm not, I take Rutgers at home here. I think that it's the play, especially on a Friday night, the little plus money dog at home. I have to. I hate doing it to you, but I have to. I respect it. And, I, and you're right. I mean, like I said, Nebraska does have a weak defense. So that's something to look at now about – Greg Schiano establishing that run game. One thing that I haven't looked into are the opponents that Rutgers has, Rutgers has played, besides Ohio State, obviously. I haven't looked into their rush defenses, but I do know that Sam Brown, their running back, their main back, he hasn't had a game over 100. Um, so will they be able, Will he want to and will they be able to establish that run game to control the time of possession? We'll see. And I think that's what this game is going to be all about. It's going to be all about the run because Nebraska's run game is solid and because Rutgers' run defense is solid. It's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. I agree. This now, is Doc, going to be a big, ugly game. I already ripped into you today about how much I hate your part two lock of, of the, uh, the under in the Miami and New York Jets game. And this is another one. How dare you go against Teddy two-time, <laughs> I mean, I, I, on such a heater? Like I said, I'm not a college guy. Everybody knows that. You can check our Action Network. I am not a college better at all. But, Ted, I've bet two college games the past two weeks, okay? It was Air Force, and then it was UCLA. And I'm going to be three for three. I'm going with Nebraska. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. I'm way more – I was way more shocked being gone against the first week by Jason than I am this week. I was expecting a couple guys to go against me this week for sure. Whereas the first week I wasn't at all. So I'm not surprised here at all. I respect it. I love it. 
May the best man win. Listen, I'm a believer, and all I know is the only thing that Rutgers leads the nation in is fucking STDs. Okay, so I'm not scared of anything that Rutgers. <laughs> oh, you guys has are close. You guys are close to Rutgers up there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not too far. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not scared of them. Last week, <laughs> my, my bet of the year last week was Cardinals, and I said I'm not scared of anything that Matt Rule, CMC, anybody had to offer. I feel the same way. I'm in your corner here, Ted. I feel fucking phenomenal i'm ready to go go. i'm ready to make some money early friday night game absolutely you got uh anything else here before before we kick you off that's it just the exclusive game of the week awesome sounds good well one at a time just dial (laughs) just keep knocking them down again thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate everything you've been doing for us and uh we we love having you on the show and i mean definitely guys you're you're, you're winning so sounds good let's see what happens thanks see ya all right, Jockey, we had a great week this week. We had some phenomenal plays, some good plays from our guests. Hopefully, Ted could go 3-0. and Rudy, first time on the show, dropped a little knowledge on us, a little a slight NHL play at the, end of his, uh, at the end of his discussion there. So, Jockey, take us out. Yeah, the boys are hot, and it's as expected. We we're officially on a self-declared heater. Every single member of our cast is making money, and we plan to carry that into next week. Check out all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, new on TikTok. I just ran over my toe and it hurt really bad. You should go watch it. Yep. But other than that, check out the Action Network as well. We post every play in there. Don't look at the red numbers, only the green numbers, so they're the winners. (laughs) But they'll be in there locked and loaded, ready to go for Saturday, for or I should say Friday for our football play, and then Sunday for all the NFL plays. Thanks again to all our guests. Uh, let's make some money this week, boys. You know, we got to keep going up. Last week, phenomenal. Let's keep it up, Jockey. Thanks for that. See ya. Peace. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm. 